This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, we're waiting. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host as always, Adam Fonseca, Editor-in-Chief over at GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find me on Twitter, at GolfUnfiltered. You can find me on Instagram, at GolfUnfiltered. You can send me an email, Adam, at GolfUnfiltered.com. We also have a Snapchat. I think we still have a Facebook page. I'm just kidding. I know we do. And you can still find us on both of those, also at GolfUnfiltered. So no guests today, folks. Um, I'm not 100% sure exactly where this episode's going to go, but it's been a while since I've just kind of done the solo thing. And uh, I'm also not sure how many additional podcasts I'm going to be able to do between now and the end of the year. Uh, recording this on a Tuesday evening, uh, it's November 15th, and I know that a lot of the holidays are around the corner. Obviously, next week is Thanksgiving, and then we've got a few weeks in, or a couple weeks in December until basically everything becomes a ghost town, at least at my day job, in my life. I'm traveling a lot in terms of going to people's homes for the holidays, so I'm not going to have a lot of time to be in front of my laptop and talk to you all. So I figured it's been a while since I not only had the chance to speak with you one-on-one, but also to kind of give a state of the union, I guess you can say, for GolfUnfiltered.com. Now, I kind of got this idea... Uh, well, I did a very similar show last year where I told you a little bit about how the website's doing, some of the direction that I was hoping to go in, uh, really just to be completely transparent, to not only give you an idea of the metrics that I work with, um, which is essentially a one-man show. I'm, I'm really the only person that does anything with this website and podcast. Um, and uh, But also just to kind of uh, you know let other people know who might be thinking of starting a golf podcast or starting a golf blog or anything of that nature, you know, just to let you know some of the challenges that are very real and some of the, the things that have worked for me um, and also to network, and network with anybody who's listening to this uh, to kind of get input from you. So we're going to cover a few things in this, I don't know, 25 minutes to half hour. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how the site's been doing. I'm going to tell you a little bit about where I'd like to go, where I have gone throughout the year as well, because I'm sure you've probably noticed I've gone in a few different directions. Um, and really just, uh, well, we're going to answer a few Twitter questions as well. Thank you to those of you who sent in a few uh, Twitter questions. Uh, and we're just going to kind of go where we think. Uh, we're going to see where things go, to be honest with you. So. First and foremost, uh, let me pull up some of my, uh, not Twitter, but actually let me go ahead and pull up some of my metrics in terms of uh, traffic for the website. Now, for those of you who uh, have been loyal readers of the site uh, and listeners to this podcast, you know where to find me. I'm at golfunfiltered.com. This is the home base of everything that we've done. Uh, you would probably also remember that in years past, we were originally called chicagoduffer.com. Uh, that change, uh, as of last year, 
was made, um, the name change was made be for a few reasons. We wanted to be uh, more easily searchable uh, on Google because now we actually have the name golf in our the name of our site and our podcast. Um, also wanted to uh, really let people know, even just from hearing the name, that we weren't just a Chicago-only golf website. Admittedly, when I started ChicagoDuffer.com, I wanted it to be only a Chicago golf-themed website. But over time, I uh, began to write a little bit about the PGA Tour. I started covering a few of the tournaments in terms of not only just what I was watching on TV, but also had the opportunity to go and actually cover tournaments uh, in person. Um, If you've been a very loyal listener or reader to the site, you also know that I've worked for a few other uh, publications and websites in the past, such as SB Nation, um, Yahoo, I worked for for a very short amount of time in their contributor network, um, and the Back Nine Network, which is, uh, I think, lasted a little over a year for me there. Um, and I'll touch base on that a little bit more in a little bit. So, metrics. Looking at uh, the metrics for my website, and I run golfunfiltered.com on WordPress. I found it to be the easiest, um, well, maybe not always the easiest. (laughs) There's a lot of things that frustrate me a lot about WordPress. Uh, But as I said last year, um, there are just more features on WordPress. Originally, when I started chicagoduffer.com, it was on Blogger, which is a fine, or was a fine blogging platform. Uh, But it didn't offer as many features as WordPress does. Now, there are many other different types of hosting services and, um, you know, blogging services available, such as Squarespace, uh, Medium is another one that's uh, not necessarily, you're not able to own your website, but you're able to contribute to a very large network of readers with Medium, which is actually owned by Twitter. Um, But I prefer WordPress still. And so looking at my metrics, uh, last year um, we brought in a record amount of page views, um, or visitors I should say, uh, for a couple reasons. And and, and the total was uh, 167,000 total, which is really weird that it was such a round number. (laughs) And uh, it was a record year for total um, visitors to the site, unique visitors. And that's that might seem like a small number to you, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you work for a, a larger publication or if you've been doing this for a lot longer than uh, perhaps I have. Um, but keep in mind, it's a completely one-man show, admittedly something I do when I'm not working, <laughs> and I don't put as much effort uh, regrettably, into marketing the site, uh, driving advertisers, advertisers to the site, or anything of that nature. It's Quite honestly, I don't have the ability nor the time, more so the time, to dedicate as much of that to running the site as I would like to. Um, but even having said all of that, I still pulled in 167,000 unique visitors last year in 2015. Now, another reason for that is because during that time, we actually partnered, or I actually partnered, with a content sharing arrangement uh, with the Back9 Network uh, before it ceased to exist. Um, It actually eventually became Swing by Swing, uh, which I'm sure many of you know if you were to go to 
I believe if you type in back9network.com, it actually jumps you or redirects you to the Swing by Swing clubhouse. It's the same essential inner workings of Back 9 Network. Uh, there's different ownership, of course, and there's a few other different uh, you know players in that game. But uh, same deal. And so a lot of the content or a lot of the uh, traffic that I was receiving in the later months of 2015 were because of that arrangement. Uh, for example, the, the uh, in 2014, uh, we only had 44,000 unique visitors. In 2015, that jumped up to 167,000. So that kind of gives you an understanding of where we are. So that arrangement uh, overlapped into 2016 um, and ended actually in January. So it only we only did it for a few months. I believe it was only October, November, December, and then into January. And so in January, I actually pulled in 27,358 unique visitors. And that was a great month. Um, not the highest month I've had. Uh, that would have been November of 2015, where I pulled in 43,800. Uh, but then we started to see a little bit of a decline. We, we stopped the, that arrangement in January. In February, we had 13,000. March, we had 8,000. April's you know, so on and so forth. April, we had 7,800. Uh, but then we jumped back up to uh, just a little over 11,500 um, uh, in May. And then we kind of just hung around that number for the remaining months. Uh, right now in November, it's been a little bit of a slower month. I've not put out as much content as I have in previous months of this year. So we're only about 2,500 uh, visitors. Regardless, uh it's completely, again, a lot of the page views and a lot of the visitors are reading evergreen articles. And what I mean by that, for those of you who don't know what that term evergreen means in terms of, of uh, you know, journalism or blogging or whatever, it means you're writing a article that really is not tied to a specific period in time. You can come back and refer to it multiple times throughout multiple years, such as an evergreen tree would last for a very long time. Get it? Yep, now you make the connection. So, examples of those types of articles uh, that you probably see on my site as well as other sites. Golf instruction articles, very popular on YouTube, actually. Golf instruction videos are very popular on YouTube. Those get a ton of uh, views because you can search that and, and benefit from, you know, in, in YouTube's case, watching the video uh, even though it was filmed probably two, three, four years ago, even longer in some instances. Um, another example could be product reviews, which does those types of articles are the most popular articles that I write and publish on my site. Um, I do still write a little bit about golf news and, and, and topics. I don't necessarily cover every tournament anymore as I did in the past or even most late-breaking or, or timely news items related to professional golf, but I still dabble every so often. But for the most part, golfandfilter.com has become a equipment, apparel, service, review site. That's really the main point of it. Uh, the podcast that you're listening to now kind of encapsulates everything else that I'd like to cover in golf, but only in podcast form. For example, I wouldn't write an article on what I'm saying right now. 
you know, I, it's just something that I think lends itself more or better to listening to on your iPhone, in your car, whatever, um, that type of stuff. So I kind of, you know, shifted a little bit or went off on a tangent a little bit about the, the uh, focus of the site, which I'll get to a little bit more uh, later on. But that just kind of gives you an understanding of what uh, drives the metrics in terms of content that's been going up. So uh, as of right now, to date, uh, in 2016, we've had 116,751 uh, unique visitors to the site. So really good. Really, really good. Uh, again, just being a one-man show, uh, I'm proud of it. It's definitely not where I would like it to be. Um, but an interesting conversation I've had multiple times, to be honest, not only on social media, but even just among you know, friends who read the site, other golf writers, um, I reach out to a few people to give me advice. They all ask me the same question. Adam, why did you get into this? Why did you open the site? What did you want to accomplish? And there's really two lines of thought there. If you wanted to create a site that only, the only purpose you did it was to generate traffic to get advertising dollars, that's going to be a different site that writing a or creating a website to write about why you love the game, products that you enjoy, and basic, basically anything that you wanted to do in regard to golf. You know, there's a two different lines of thought. And the reason I say that, and I will admit before I go into that, that there are some sites that do very well combining those two mindsets. Uh, there's a few I could name that would do that. You know, I would imagine, and I've never really spoken to these guys before, um, but I would imagine, for example, nolayingup.com, which is a great website. You should go out and check it out if you don't already. I'm sure you do. Um, great podcast as well. They don't have advertising on their site. I am sure they pull in tons of traffic, in comparison to my site at least. Um, but they write, they created that website out of love for the game. And they did not create that website, at least as far as I can perceive, to generate dollars or to be a traffic hub. You know, and when I say traffic hub, what I'm thinking of, what I would ask you to think of, are sites like BuzzFeed or any website that you go to that requires you to click on numerous things just to read a damn article. <laughs> you all know what type of websites I'm talking about. Um, more often than not, you'll probably see an advertisement that leads you to the, one of those websites on some of the sites that you frequent already. So I'll just kind of leave it vague right there so I don't get myself in trouble. But anyway, nolayingup.com is a great example of a, of a group of guys that got together, put a website together, uh, had the right people read it at the right time, let's be honest. You know, their, their tour sauce um, hashtag and the... Uh, uh, the creation of Tour Sauce, which I'm sure that a lot of you people who, who listen to this site or listen to this podcast and read the site know what I'm talking about. Uh, that They caught lightning in a bottle a little bit. PGA Tour uh, pros read it. They liked it. They started sharing it. Quite frankly, that's just the American dream when it comes to blog writing. Am I right? I mean, I'm certainly uh, good for them. You know, Definitely good for them. Uh, other websites, such as my buddy Ryan Ballinger's, uh Golf News Net, um, he is also a one-man show. He does that full-time, and he is able to pull in some astronomically good numbers, uh, which he actually talked about 
on one of his recent podcasts, uh, the 19th Hole Golf Show, which I would really encourage you to check out. Uh, his most recent episode, actually, he shared a little bit about uh, his metrics and things that he has experienced in terms of growth with uh, GNN. Um, really good examples, two different mindsets. Ryan does his GNN uh, to support himself um, as well as share his love of the game in many different ways. NoLayingUp.com. I would say focuses primarily on sharing the love of the game, and they are, with the exception of their online store where they actually sell products, uh, T-shirts, memorabilia with you know their logos, and, and a lot of them are pretty fucking hilarious. Um, with the exception of that, they didn't do it to get to get paid. You know, at least I would guess if I were to talk to those guys, that's what they would say, and I think they've actually said as much in some of their. Uh, you know, not only articles, but podcasts. Mm. Excuse me why. No, no beer tonight. I'm uh, just drinking good old-fashioned Coca-Cola. So anyway, um, that's where we are in terms of uh, yearly numbers. Um, and so what does that mean for the site? Well, you know, I think you guys have noticed the website has gone through a few different focuses over the last 12 months. Um, and I'll be honest with you guys. I think I was uh, saying something like this last year too it's hard sometimes to find the motivation to continue to produce content uh, at golf unfiltered and I mean not just the website but also to you know dig out my headphones plug it into my laptop and record a podcast um, it, it goes beyond being able to find a guest to be on the podcast it goes beyond finding topics or reaching out to uh, companies to secure product reviews or products to do a review. You know, it, it goes beyond that. A lot of times it's it's really time-based. Um, don't have a lot of time, all the, you know, often to, uh, to really dedicate what I should be dedicating uh, to make this site the success that I would like it to be. Do I view the website to be successful? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's something that I've put a lot of uh, work into, um, but I do know that there's probably more work that could be done. Um, a lot of it, too, to be completely honest with you, is really just a lack of knowledge in terms of how to market the site better. I have a strong social media following. I can tell you with a lot of pride, actually, that I do not pay for a single follower or did not pay for a single follower on any of my social sites. Now, if you were to look at my numbers, you'd probably say, well, no shit, Adam, because you don't have a ton of followers. But, for example, my Twitter uh, following as of right now today is uh, 3,822 followers. And I can tell you again that, I've, that those are just all organically grown. I appreciate every single one of you who took the time to not only click on follow, but to stay with me. Because <laughs> I say some repugnant shit sometimes on my Twitter feed, especially around uh, politics and the election season. And so I actually lost quite a few followers, as I'm sure many people in sports who don't stay in their lane, quote unquote, and start talking about something other than whatever sport they cover. So, which I think is complete bullshit. I will just tell you that right now. 
we could have an entire podcast on that topic itself. But uh, hey, we're all humans. We're all going to talk about different things. And, you know, I think about other things uh, besides golf sometimes. I'm human. At any rate, at any rate, I digress. Um, very proud of how the site has grown. Very proud of where we are. But I want to do, I want to do better. And I want to bring more product reviews to you. I want to bring more interviews to you on this podcast. And I want this to be more of a a social element as opposed to just me putting up content or pumping out content for you to consume. Now, I can say one of the things that you may have noticed if you follow me on Twitter is uh, primarily on the weekends, admittedly after I've had a few, <laughs> I'll uh, start doing just an impromptu um, Q&A. You know, I'll throw out a question into the Twitterverse, uh, golf-related and it's usually something like, what's in your golf bag right now? What's your favorite golf ball brand? You know, those types of things. And I've actually gotten a very good response uh, from a lot of folks, you know, doing that. A lot of traffic to those questions, which is great because I think it's, uh, well, it's definitely why social media was, was invented. Certainly why Twitter was invented. Um, and I know I've also received some feedback about how, well, you retweet every response that you get so that kind of litters people's timelines i get that i totally get that but you know i'm going to continue to do it because i know before i got to my very small following now i was a guy that had 20 twitter followers who you know may have had a handful of blog posts that were put out into the internet and um i i wanted to be known and i wanted to get known a little bit more I wanted to have more of a social media following. I wanted to I wanted to be engaged in the conversation. And I think there's a lot of people like me or who or are now as I was before. And you know, I don't say that to come across as some big timer or not because everyone knows I'm not. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm not I don't work for Golf Magazine. I don't work for Golf Digest. I've had my opportunities. I've been able to speak to a lot of great people, and I really, really enjoy all the people I've, I've, I've uh, met and continue to collaborate with and even speak to on social. I mean, you guys are the best. Um, but I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. <laughs> but at any rate, um, you know, I know that there are people out there that really just kind of want to be involved in the conversation, and that's what I'd like to do. If I could say if there was any focus that I'd like to, uh, or any path that I would like to focus on for 2017 for Golf Unfiltered, it's to get you people involved more. I tried to do that a little bit earlier in the year when I went with this idea. I had a lot of ideas. Uh, when I had this idea to start talking more about people who work at golf courses, uh, you know, in bag rooms, as caddies, in pro shops, and take and just do a complete shift in content towards that. I now know that that was the wrong thing to do. I had the opportunity to get a lot of great stories emailed to me, and you may have remembered reading a few of them on the website. Uh, I also had a couple people on the show to talk about their experience. Sean Zach of Golf Magazine was on, for example, to talk a little bit about his time working at a country club and and t sharing some of the stories because I think there's there's something there I think there's 
you know, a little bit of the behind the scenes inside baseball that a lot of people who have never worked at a golf course or at a country club wouldn't know about. And I can tell you there are a ton of great stories that everybody could share. Um, not just myself. And so it's, it's stuff like that um, that I'd really like to focus more on in 2017. Certainly we'll continue doing the podcast. I, I uh, love doing that. I could say safely after... I don't know how long I've been doing this podcast, but I know I'm at about 88 episodes, I think. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite thing to do in terms of golf unfiltered. I love on, I love being on Twitter. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I mean, let's see how many tweets I've sent out. I've, I've sent out over 38,000 tweets, so I damn well better like Twitter, even though it drives me crazy sometimes. But I would say that talking to you all and talking to people – on the podcast is probably, uh, well, it's definitely my favorite thing to do. So that's going to be really the focus in 2017, and I need your help to do that. If you're listening to this podcast, you can do two things to help out with that. One, if you don't already, well, three things. If you don't already follow me on Twitter, go out to Twitter, at Golf Unfiltered, and just give me a follow. I'm not saying you have to talk to me. Just give me a follow, and this is a shameless plug to get more people involved in the conversation uh, that revolves around the Golf Unfiltered Twitter account. Um, I think you'll find that I do a lot of tweeting, obviously, with 38,000 tweets. You'll see that that's true. <laughs> and I also think you'll find that people who... Uh, it's, it's not just me talking. It's a lot of people conversing with me. And I really do try my best to respond to as many people as I can. And the reason I do that is because I know there's a lot of writers out there who, uh, it, I'll, you know, to their defense, do get a lot of feedback via social, but they don't really respond to a lot. And I find that infuriating. I'll be honest with you. I find that very frustrating um, because I think that's, again, the whole point of social media is to talk to one another. And so my promise to you is that if you do follow me on Twitter and you do send me a tweet and you aren't a complete asshole, <laughs> I will respond to you. Um, a second thing you can do is in, in regard to the podcast is to go out to iTunes and rate the show. I would love it if you rated it five stars. I'm not going to tell you to do that. Because I don't want I want I want a true rating of what you feel about this this uh, podcast, but go out, rate us any amount of stars that you want, write a comment, and the reason that's going to be helpful is there are a lot of podcasts out there. I'm sure you know this. If you listen to this podcast, I sure as hell hope you have other podcasts in your rotation that you listen to. But there are a lot of podcasts out there, and so what really helps the show out is ratings. We only have a handful out there right now, and thank you so much for those of you who did write a review and gave us a rating. But the more ratings we get, the higher our show gets bumped in the golf list for podcasts, and generally podcasts overall. And so if we can get more ratings, more people will hear this. I have no ads attached to this podcast, so I'm not making a dime off of it. But really what it's going to do is it's going to, well, if we're being transparent, it's going to give me additional motivation to continue to bring people on the show 
but it's also going to give the show more more notoriety so that we can bring better guests to you. People will want to be on the show. It's kind of a give and take thing, you know. And this is again full transparency. This is kind of the way that that the listeners or the readers of a website can help the creators of the website and the content that gets posted. Uh, this is kind of the partnership that that we can uh, go into to help one each other, each other out. Uh, the third thing you can do is when you do come out to the site, you'll see that, again, I do a lot of product reviews. If there is anybody that you can think of, whether it be a friend, an uncle, a grandpa, hell, I don't know, anyone that you can think of that would like to read a little bit about some of the products that we feature, who is just getting into golf and wants to know a little bit more about you know, the different types of products that are available and the different types of services that are available. Anything of that nature, share the site with them. Make them aware of golfunfiltered.com because, again, in the whole partnership element, the more people who read the site, and when we have this type of podcast again next November, and I give you a little bit of an update on the metrics, the more, the higher those numbers are, the more likely we are to get more brands on our website in terms of product reviews. The way that it works, just to kind of let you know how a lot of these these companies work, a lot of these companies, golf equipment companies and services and whatever, they work with a public relations uh, company, a PR company, PR firm. When I reach out to a company's uh, media contact or PR firm, more often than not, and especially now, one of the first questions I get in response, if they respond at all, is give us metrics to your site. How many people do you get daily? How many people do you get monthly? What are your page views? What, who are your unique visitors? All of these metrics I have to have ready to go just in case they ask for that information. And so what they end up doing, as I'm sure you could probably assume, is they're going to give product samples to the biggest websites. Because why? Because they want their clients' products to be in front of the most eyeballs. Makes complete sense. It's a complete, it's, it's a business. It makes complete sense. Anyone listening to this would do the same thing. Now, I will say that a lot of brands who I work with, and I'm going to give some shout outs to some specifically Cleveland Golf, Srixon, Mizuno, uh, there's one individual who I work with who represents a lot of different brands, Mira Golf, um, Antigua for apparel, Loudmouth. You see their ad, one of the only ads I have on the site, Loudmouth Golf, at the top of the page. They're great to work with. These are brands, and there are others. There are These are brands that continue to work with me even though they know I'm a, a smaller website. And I really appreciate that because I think there are – I actually had uh, Bill Holowate, and I don't think he would mind me saying this. Bill Holowate, he's uh, one of the big wigs over at Mira Golf. He said to me – he was on a podcast not too long ago. You can listen to that episode. I believe he was episode about 83 or so. He said to me when we weren't recording that, you know, it's guys like us and websites like golfunfiltered.com and podcasts like this podcast that really – help out brands like Mira Golf 
and others to get the word out. And there's a lot of reasons for that because if you were to go to one of the larger sites, Golf Magazine, Golf Digest, yeah, you're going to get a ton of eyeballs. And believe me, those big sites, they work with every brand in the book. But what they also do, those large sites, is they do it many times for advertising dollars. And it's not just a free sample. It's not just a free set of golf clubs. It's not anything like that. I'm sure they get those, but it's for advertising dollars. And a lot of times, and I don't care what anyone tells me, and I don't care if anyone listens to this from one of those sites and they, and they try to tell me differently, I know for a fact that those larger sites work with the larger equipment companies monetarily to give them better ratings on the various guides that you see that come out. I can tell you that I have never taken a single dollar from any golf equipment company to give them a good review. I have certainly given good reviews to companies uh, who have provided me samples that I get to keep, but only if I really believe that the product deserves it. And I say that because I know there's a misconception sometimes among golf bloggers, large and small, uh, websites that is, not large actual people, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, there's a misconception that just because you get a free piece of equipment or a free pair of pants or a free golf shirt or whatever the hell you want to say, that that company is doing it and they're going to get a positive review no matter what. There's a misperception of that, and I can, at least for my site, because I can tell you, I have written less than flattering reviews on a few companies. You could probably find them on my website. I won't call them out. And I have gotten letters, and I have gotten emails from some of these companies asking me why I didn't give them a good review. We gave you a free sample. We didn't even ask you to return it, Adam. Why did you give us a negative review, or a, in other words, a 100% positive review? Well, one of the things that I've always said to myself when I started this website is I'm going to give an honest review no matter what. I consider myself to be a serious golfer. The scores that I shoot would tell you otherwise. <laughs> Even though I did shoot my, my lowest round ever over the weekend, I shot a 75. I know everyone's very, very proud of me. But... I consider myself a serious golfer, and I consider myself someone over the years who has learned a lot about golf equipment, who understands his game inside and out, and can distinguish the differences between what makes a good club and a bad club, just as an example. And because I have that ability, and because I've had the opportunity to receive, uh, admittedly, products that can help me do better reviews, such as a personal ball launch monitor, and other elements like that, I feel that it's best to return the favor to the readers and the listeners of this podcast by using that equipment to tell you exactly what I can tell you, or everything I can tell you, about whatever piece of equipment it is that I'm testing. Now, I kind of rambled there a little bit, and I apologize for that, but the point being, the more people who, who read the reviews and the more people who share the reviews, the more eyeballs we get on the site, the more likelihood we are to get additional products that you want to read about. You love the way that I do reviews. 
and you like my opinion on things, and you want me to give those opinions and reviews for some of the bigger products, then we need more people to come to the site. It just, that's just the way it works. Okay. I'll stop bartering. <laughs> if you've stuck with me in this episode long enough, I appreciate it. Um, but I just want to, you know, I, I feel it's important that, you know, we just kind of put all this out on the table. And I know that you probably know a lot of this stuff, or at least you assume that this is the way that it works. But I wanted you to hear it from me as well. So if we can, if, you know, if that's if there's a focus that I would like all of you to focus on in 2017 is to, you know, really partner with us. And if we can do that, and if we can get some of the bigger products out here, and if we can get some more products for us to review, what I will do in return is I will have more giveaways. I will do more Twitter contests to share some of these products with you. There is no reason why I need to have four sets of golf clubs <laughs> here in my office, for example. If, if one of you guys or girls or whoever, kids, if there's kids listening to the show, and if you do, good Lord, your parents are horrible. Um, there's no reason why you can't benefit from the stuff that I receive from a lot of the uh, original equipment manufacturers, up-and-coming brands. You guys should benefit from that as well. And so... My promise to you is if we can continue to get more eyeballs on the site, I will have more giveaways. I will share the wealth with all of you whenever I can. Uh, and we will make this a partnership between our website, you as the reader, and, every, and hopefully it will benefit everyone in the long run. So I think – how long have I been talking? Holy hell, I haven't even gotten a Twitter account. Holy cow, we're almost at 40 minutes. Jesus, why did you people let me talk this long? All right, so I'll, uh, let's get to some Twitter questions. We got some doozies here. I do appreciate, just before I get to Twitter questions, I want to make sure you all know I do strongly appreciate everyone that's ever checked in and anyone that's ever downloaded an episode of this podcast, anyone that's ever stumbled upon the website. Thank you so much. I hope that you stick with me, and let's make 2017 a great year. All right, so let's get to the... Twitter questions here. I'll try to go through these pretty quickly. All right. So, uh, at Mark E. Matz asks, uh, TP reload over or under? I believe you're talking about toilet paper, Mark, and I am going to tell you right now the correct answer to that is over. You need to have toilet paper over because of the possibility of splash damage. And what I mean by that and this is really true in corporate environments, is if, for whatever reason, you aren't aware of the, the, the state and the integrity and quality of that toilet paper that you're about to put your hands on, and if any of that paper is hidden because some jackass put the paper under so that the toilet paper roll you know, dispenses under as opposed to over, you, you're going to have a really, really bad situation. I speak from experience, sad to say. So do yourselves a favor. Put the sheets on toilet paper so that they dispense over. That way you've got everything in front of you. There's no surprises because if there's ever a time when you don't want surprises is when you're sitting on the toilet. All right. Uh, buddy of mine, uh, oh, at, at uh, Ray Birdie here, uh, how's the game shaping up off-season strategy? You know, I think I've, I've spoken a lot about this, um, but, uh, you know, 
the game's shaping up well. I didn't play as much as I wanted to this year. I think those of you who have uh, listened to the show know that uh, my wife and I have actually just purchased a home. We uh, don't live too far from actually Cog Hill now uh, in Lamont, Illinois. And so uh, as part of that, it's an older home. And so as part of that, we've had to uh, do a lot of work around the house. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. And I've not been able to play as much golf as I wanted to. But as I mentioned just a little bit ago, I actually shot the lowest round of my life uh, the other day, 75. I'm very proud of that fact, even on a uh, wintry, not a wintry, a uh, windy day. Um, But I can tell you also that, uh, you know, brands like Bridgestone, um, Strixon, Cleveland Golf, Mira, you know, Cobra, I, I play all of that equipment in various rotations and I can say that it's the best equipment that I've had ever um, and so I certainly have those uh, brands to thank on that uh, off-season strategy you know I don't know if I'm gonna have a lot of opportunity to take a lot of lessons um, I am a huge YouTube video addict when it comes to golf instructional YouTube videos I know that that's a risky thing to do I know that there's good ones and I know that there's bad ones uh, hopefully I find all the good ones <laughs> Uh, but I think I'm just going to, uh, you know, focus a little bit on uh, maybe my putting. Uh, you can do that indoors. That's not a problem. If I have the opportunity to go out and actually take a lesson or two, I'll do that as well. Uh, but really, I think it's just going to uh, – my off-season strategy is going to be to take some time to really study the game a little bit more, maybe pick up a uh, instructional book. If you have any recommendations on an instructional book, certainly send them my way at Golf Unfiltered. Uh, All right, so we've got a few more here at Vince uh, El Mario. Uh, What's in the bag? Well, I kind of just touched on it a little bit. Right now I do play the Mira MB001 blades as my irons. Yeah, I know, I know. They're gorgeous. They're like butter knives, but I'm telling you, haters. (laughs) I got fitted for them. I tested the best on those things. I got the best numbers with the blades. So, and I got to tell you, I love them. I absolutely love them. They're the best irons I've ever hit in my life. They're probably never coming out of my bag, um, or at least they're never coming out of rotation. Um, because let's be honest, if I get other irons that I like, I'm probably going to try those too. But I got to say, those are the best irons I've ever hit. Um, I also play the Cobra King LTD Driver and uh, Three Wood. Both are amazing. I got to say, Cobra Golf has done a fantastic job as of late with their metal woods. Um, I wish they wouldn't release as many as they are. Um, I think if we can just kind of keep that TaylorMade's thing, and Cobra didn't do it as often as other uh, brands, I think that would be better. But luckily for Cobra, every release has been a solid, solid club. Uh, and so I think I'm going to stick with those. Uh, metal woods too for a while. I love Cobra Cobra uh, woods. I also have a Mira um, HB3, I believe it is, uh, hybrid, uh, three hybrid. I don't hit a three iron anymore because I'm not a cool dude anymore. Uh, wedges. I also have the Mira uh, matching set uh, uh, to go with that, which I love. They're they're great, great. Got fitted for those as well. Um, for the longest time throughout this season uh, and even last season, I had a Bettinardi uh, BB uh, putter. Um, but I switched that with the fantastic Huntington Beach uh, hybrid putter, actually, from Cleveland Golf. Guys, I cannot speak highly enough or say enough about those putters. You have to go check them out. We have the review on the site. There's even a video of me 
uh, putting them. The Huntington Beach putters are the real deal. And the best part about them, uh, even though I got a, a review sample, is that these putters are less than $100. They're fantastic. I have it in my bag right now. It replaced my Betnardi. I made more one putts last weekend to shoot my lowest score ever than I've ever had in my life. I think I only had like 26 putts in the round. It was incredible. Uh, definitely a great putter. Um, and I think that's it, right? And the ball that I'm playing, I kind of go back and forth between Srixon um, and Bridgestone. I do play other golf balls here and there when people send them to me. Snell golf balls are a really great independent uh, golf ball brand. There's a review of all this stuff on Golf Unfiltered, but I uh, always tend to get back to Srixon uh, and or Bridgestone because I think they're the best balls out there. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Uh, really quickly, other examples here. Oh, my buddy Jared at Lip and Quad Cab. Uh, pancakes or waffles? And if you answer pancakes, do you like being wrong? Uh, don't worry, sir. I prefer waffles. I've always been an Eggo waffle guy. I can tell you that throughout most of my childhood, every single morning, I would have Eggo waffles uh, just doused in Mrs. Butterworth syrup. And I guarantee you that's why I've had so many cavities as of late. And then last but not least, we've got our buddy Chris at CADube79. Kadube? I don't know. I've never actually known how to say your name. Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? That's a very important question, and I'm glad that you asked it. I think that it is. It's got the bun. It's got the meat in the middle. hey It's got various fixins. And by the way, folks, if you put ketchup on your, your hot dog, you're a you're a sadist. Do not do that. Mustard only. Maybe some celery salt, relish, onion, whatever other fixings you want. But do not put fucking ketchup on a hot dog. But I do believe it is a sandwich. All right, folks. Well, thanks so much for sticking with me. Uh, this is uh, this podcast went a lot longer than I thought it would. Uh, I may have another episode or two throughout the uh, before the end of the year. Uh, if there's somebody that you would like me to interview, please reach out to us at Golf Unfiltered on Twitter or Instagram. Send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. And you may have also noticed, I completely almost forgot to mention this, uh, we are putting more videos out on our YouTube channel, again, Golf Unfiltered. So go out, check out those videos. You're going to see a lot of the video reviews that I'm doing. You're going to see a lot of the ways that I'm trying to improve my golf game with my Fix My Swing uh, series. Uh, so please go out, support those, share those, and let's get those views up as well. So thanks so much again for listening. We're going to do it again next year. I will be sure to keep you informed if we do have a couple other interviews throughout between now and the end of the year. Uh, but until you hear from me again, this is your buddy Adam signing off.